0: This episode is dedicated to West Side of Mars podcast at westsideofmars.com, Miss Faye Harp, Anna Silva, and central.com a podcast and blog featuring info on family-friendly audio drama like Adventures in Odyssey, and Lamplighter Theater, audiotheatercentral.com. Hey, podcast people, you just made my day. Hey podcast people, welcome to Made My Day, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. This is episode 11, brought to you the week of February 2nd, 2014. I'm your host, my name is James Kennison. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, before we get started, I just want to thank you for joining us. I missed you guys last week. Um, We were on a cruise and I was not able to come home and immediately do a show. Um, mostly because of the fact that when you go on a cruise and it's your first one, uh, a lot of stuff happens that makes you sleepy when you get home. Most of it being, um, all the stuff. So we're going to be talking about that today. I I hardly wrote anything from this week. It's all going to be about last week to make up for it. Okay. But first, let me tell you a little something. This is something like a, just a detached, awesome thing that happened that I, I wanted to share with you guys, especially since it has to do with recovery from depression, which is kind of the under theme of this show. My daughter, her name is Jenna. She's nine. She's awesome. I like her a lot. She's pretty cool. We're, uh, we were talking about Christmas because, you know, Christmas just happened and all that. And, and we were talking about, um, oh, 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 I was messing with them at the table. And um, sometimes when I'm messing with them, I, I try to make up something impossible for them to do, like um, like the other day. I said uh, at the restaurant, I said, "By I, by the time we get home, I want you guys' teeth brushed. I want you in your pajamas and ready for bed before we pull up in front of the house." And I say it real serious and stern. And they're just like, uh, uh, uh. you know, my five-year-old, he's like, how are we going to do that? You know, and then the eight-year-old or the 9 year old's like, dad, for, uh, you know, but uh, they think it's hilarious. So I was doing something like that at the ta- the dinner table. You know, you eat your dinner or um, we're going to erase one of your birthdays. We're going to cancel a birthday, you know, and I was like, OK, what's more outrageous than that? And I, I remembered something. So I said, oh, what we're going to do next year is we're going to take your favorite gifts. If you don't finish your dinner, we're gonna take your favorite gifts and we're gonna drive them over to somebody, some poor kid's house, and we're gonna make you give it to them and make you watch as they open them up and play with them. And and my my daughter just, I mean, she, I mean, her her jaw dropped deeper and deeper because she knows it's fake, but she couldn't believe the audacity, you know. The uh, and and then I just happened to slip in. I said. You know that part that you guys thought was like the worst idea ever? Well, that actually happened to me, <laughs> and Jenna's jaw dropped to the floor again. And I told him real quick, I'm like, "Yeah, my mom, when uh, my step, when my real dad tried to get back in our life for a while, she hated him. So, you know, he brought us some gifts for Christmas. It's like the one and only time we remember ever getting anything from him. She made us. She didn't want us him to uh, buy us." Quote unquote, by us. So, uh, by our affection. So, she took the gifts as soon as he left, didn't even let us finish unwrapping them or whatever, and uh, rewrapped them and took them to another family. And we had to sit there and watch while these kids opened our gifts and then played with them and you know the way kids are they when they first get something they don't want to share you know and and so i'm I'm telling her this and my daughter comes around the table and she's done this before when i've told her stories of my childhood and she just hugs me so big and says i just have to do this that's so terrible but then that night you know we're doing prayers and stuff like that i don't remember everything she said but i do remember something happened Where she was taught, she brought it up again and we kind of talked through it again and she just fell on me and she hugged me and she's slapping me on the back like, 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 like she's bigger than me. And she says, I'm just so thankful. Oh, because that's what it was. That's what it was. I said, I want you to realize that, you know, everything I do for you guys, everything, every time I I do anything to make something special or to, uh, you know, surprise you or to, you know, just add something extra to what we're doing. And I think we may have even been talking about the the cruise and and we'll be talking about a couple of things I tried to do to make it even more special um, because that's my job. That's what I do. I, I make things special in my family. But um, she, we're talking about that and, and, I, and I mentioned the reason why I do all these things and those little things is because to make up somehow, to undo or to make amends for or to balance out the universe of all the junk I had to go through. And And she's just – she's a big-hearted girl. And that doesn't mean she's fat. It means she, she has a big heart. She feels she's empathetic. And she fell on me, like I said. And she says, I just thank, I thank God so much that you, you grew up the way you did and how you're a man of God. And she said some other stuff, but it stopped right there for me. So whether you're a Christian or not, let me just tell you what that means. That means that my daughter thinks I'm someone of conviction and someone who has allowed God to change his life for the better. And I don't take this the wrong way, but I could care less what any of you think <laughs> on. I love the comments, I love the feedback. I love the, the, uh, the positive you know reviews on Facebook and, and Twitter and, and uh, you know especially iTunes and stuff. But you'll understand what I say when I say I could give two craps for all of that compared to what that meant. If you all turned on me in an instant, if the entire community decided tomorrow, James, you're crap, we hate you, you make smacking noises when you talk, your your, your, your EQ levels are, are junk, I hate your podcast titles, um, you know you should be doing nosebodies listening and have David back. Whatever it was, I could still sleep at night, <laughs> very happy man, because my daughter thinks that of me, and um, it's huge. So there you go. I I I wish I wish words could bestow blessings like that on others. I wish I could believe that just saying I hope that something like that happens for you or has happened for you in your lifetime with your children um it doesn't really do anything to wish those things. Uh you do have to work at them. So how about that? I hope that uh that you're the kind of parent and you do the kind of things that you have to do uh to garner some sort of reaction like that from your kid at least once. She may hate me later, but it, when that moment in that <laughs> time when she was nine, she thought I was awesome. So I'll carry that. And those are the kind of things that don't just make your day. They make your whole flipping life. So word, word to your mother. All right, so day one, let's go through the week. Um, I I sat down on Monday morning and um, I don't know why. I can't remember. Oh, because we had Monday off. It was Monday off. And we all got up, you know, late and rolled out of bed. And there was toast and stuff to be had. And my wife had made um, honey butter. She she made honey butter. She just took some honey. and She took some butter, real butter. And she mushed it all together. And it looked horrible. But it was so good. And it might not even have been for breakfast. There you go. I'm 40. I get to, I get to remember it however I want. But uh, maybe it was dinner time. But it was so dang good. And honey butter is great. But especially when you make it yourself. Especially when it's made from love. From a lady who doesn't honestly um, make a lot of homemade stuff. She's she's very good at other things. Very smart. She's very beautiful. She's very well respected. um, She's very smart. um, She likes boots. She has boots and stuff. Uh, Making things from scratch not very many things you know she's not someone that makes uh wonderful cakes and posts them on pinterest and actually i kind of like that about her so but the honey butter big deal awesome was very cool also um i finished a book i was reading i've been i've been trying to read as many books as as possible um i used to go to a church and it's in its slogan it's uh it's, it's modus operandi if you will was to reach as many people in as many ways as possible and when you have a, a thing that short it's very easy to work it into everyday life and so my goal lately is to been to finish as many books in as many ways as possible and uh, wherever i can get them on my kindle uh you know fishing them out of the library um, you know, signing up for them digitally online to have them delivered whenever they're "quote unquote" available, and i have read—I've got too many to be honest. I'm trying to read some, you know, self-help book type, yeah, you know, and stuff, and 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 then I'm reading some stuff about Christianity and how it, how it's supposed to work when you don't really like church anymore, and uh, you know that kind of stuff. So, I'm also reading a lot of middle reader stuff. Like I finished origami 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 ninja origami yoda if you ever read it even if you're 40 it's pretty cute i like it not as much as i liked a uh, diary of a wimpy kid which is pretty genius but it's a quick read and uh, 140 pages it's got some illustrations it's it's pretty funny and uh Again, not as funny as Diary of a Kid, but it's good. It's good stuff. I finished a book. I fi- I've, see. It seems weird. I put that in there, but I've really, I've finished like five books since then, and I'm working on this one. And and I hate it because I love it. It's called Exiles. Um, it's about people like me that don't fit in the pattern of the secular world, but do not fit in the pattern of the traditional church anymore either. And you kind of feel like an exile. And uh, it's this massive book. It must be as big as a dang encyclopedia or a dictionary. Uh, from the day from back in the day but I have no idea how thick it would be because I have it in my Kindle and I know you're going to tell me well it's got all these points and it says 750 points out of 3,000 yeah I know but that that doesn't mean anything to me Uh, it also says you know it has a little slider and says you're halfway through you know yes I know but how big is this book I want to see it I want to see it now And, and and so yeah I love having books on my Kindle uh, not my Kindle, my, my iPad, but the Kindle app. You know, I love having them wherever I want them, but there's a small part of me that's really sad and, and has a prideful thing that I wish I had the physical book so I could put it up somewhere so people would be like, Oh, he read that book. But nobody knows anything about Exile anyway. So. But it's by a guy named Michael Frost if you want to read it, if you feel like one of those guys like me. And he talks a lot about community. I don't know if he's if I'm saying this word right, but it's it's communitas, okay? And that's the way I pronounce it. But I also said Hermione when it was Hermione when when I saw the Harry Potter movie. So you can't go by what I say. But what I do say is that uh, communitas are not communities. Communities are self kind of uh, sustaining little groups of people that all take care of each other. Um, and he says that no, we need to strive to be. Uh, uh, communities of people that that are surrounded not by or not by not centered on ourselves and so self sustaining and all that, but surrounded about a, a a purpose something that we do collectively and he talks about teams like baseball teams and football teams and firemen and policemen and how their jobs even though they're different even though the people in there are different even a team comes together and they, and and those those teammates for life, you know, can remember each other and reconnect to each other on some level. And and he says, that's basically what church is lacking these days. It's too passive. And so anyway, if you're interested in stuff like that, read that. Day two, Tuesday. Um, Oh, uh, by the way, I forgot to say, I finished a book on day one of Monday, but I also wrote 3,500 words in my own book, and I don't remember if I had been writing before that, okay? It's been two weeks, but I have been writing almost every day since then, and I have currently gotten to 18,000 words, so that's about 92 um, pages on A5 paper with the right margins for middle reader books. So it's the most I've ever written on one thing and the book's going pretty well. So that made my day all week. And um, I'm excited now because I was really stressed out about writing. I thought I was going to do it wrong. And then I just kind of chilled and said, you know what, dadgummit, I need to just do it. I just need to start writing. And it was really awkward at first and I still wondered how I was going to work through some things. But as I just sit and write, it all seems to be coming together. And I've still got a big couple of question marks about the ending and how we're going to get there, but I'm just going to keep writing. And you know what? It doesn't have to be perfect the first time. So, But at the time, two weeks ago on Monday, I had written 3,500 words. And now we're at 1,800 and, and 600, or, or 1,800, 18,600 and something words. So, wow. Uh, made my day then, made my day now. Day two. Um, I wrote a Bible Stuff article. And uh, again, I've I've done four more since then, I think, three more since then. But maybe you'd be interested in hearing about it. I uh, I, I used I am a pastor. I'm credentialed with uh, the Assemblies of God, a Pentecostal organization. You know, it's not perfect, but I, I like it a lot. And uh, I used to be a children's pastor. I did it for 13 years and uh, had to step down because of depression and all that. And if you've been listening, you know all this stuff. If you haven't, then you know. Um, but I have found that I have. Uh, as I've been getting better and recovering and getting back to my old self is um, I've been having a hankering to preach and nobody really wants a crazy guy to preach so and plus I don't really want to get in front of people right now yet still even though because it's stressful and I don't want to wear a tie but I don't even want to wear shoes I want to wear flip-flops a uh, polo and uh, pants. The church I go to right now would allow that. They would even allow a t-shirt, but um, most churches would not. So anyway, um, I wrote this Bible Stuff article, and I've written several since, and they're over at jameskennison.com. If you're interested, go check them out. I've written about how you're supposed to treat others. I've written about... I don't know. Let me look them up here real quick, see if I can get you interested in, in going over there to jameskennison.com. Uh worshiping in spirit and in truth. What in the freak does it mean to worship in spirit and in truth? Also talked about wisdom. You need wisdom. What is it like? And then I go into detail about how God talks to me. Cuz man, that was one of the things that always threw me since childhood is how and what are people are talking about flippantly like God told me this and God told me that and eh. How does that work? How do God, How does God talk to people? So if you've ever been interested in anything like that, and, and, and I'm not saying I am the answer because I am not a scholar. I'm just telling you what works for me and what the Bible seems to be saying to me. And I am the first one, maybe the only pastor you will ever hear that will say, I am probably not right about almost anything. I am probably only right about the Jesus parts. Everything else is the uh, gospel of Kinnison instead of the gospel of Jesus. But I uh, also talk about God cannot be mocked. The um, the verse there, and um, how God is mocked all the time. So how can that verse be true and that kind of stuff? And then and then the big one, the one that's seeming to be getting a lot of feedback, is titled uh, "The Lord will allow more than you can handle." And um, I've had a couple people have problems with that. They're like, oh, the Lord will always be there, and he will just he will just shelter you, and the shadow is weighing, and he will always do all this kind of stuff. And then I'm like thinking, you've never known anybody that killed themselves. You, you've you never actually seen any third-world countries where children are dying of starvation. I mean kids and people and stuff actually do experience things that are harder than they can bear. And that's because simply the Bible does not say that he will not allow more than you can handle. He says he will not allow you to be tempted. And then people don't know it, and they change it, and they read it wrong. And people lose their faith because of a crapped up, messed up verse that doesn't even exist. And one of the best responses I got, the one that nailed it on the head, was a fella that, that I'll say made my day. It's probably in here later on. Um... But he uh, he wrote me on Facebook, and, and I and I read it, and he's like, this means a lot, and I wish I'd written it myself. And, and actually, I think he'd, he wasn't even writing to me. He was writing to his friends, because he'd reposted. He says, read this. You know, it's not for everybody, but here you go. And I told my wife, and then I remembered this guy and his wife have, like, suffered. They've got, like, three kids, and they have had, like, five miscarriages, a late freaking term miscarriages, like, crazy late. And... And 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 I, I was there you know when they would go through this and and they'd be all excited and there she was all you know glowing and everything that pregnant women do and then and then they're just devastated and I remember the first one and how that just killed them and then it just happened again and again and again and it was so dang depressing and so horrible it's like you don't even want to talk to them because it's like you feel like they might just poof and fall apart um, but uh, that what I wrote my tiny little bit of suffering ministered to him and his, obviously, you know, you read it to his wife. You you do that. You share it. And, uh, so I was like all the people that have problems with it, kiss rear, because you don't even know you haven't even suffered enough to know God the way that guy knows God. So anyway, very cool. And wrote a Bible stuff article, have written several since. I hope you enjoy them. Um, Let's see. Oh, I have, um, hold on. Oh, Kennison Trivia. This is the worst day of my daughter's life. We were eating at a local pizza establishment. It's called Paisano's. It's like really old school. It's awesome. It's just one of those places that if it ever quits, I'll be very sad. Well, We were finishing up, and I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna make it special. And I was just feeling really random, so I'm like, uh, Oh, at the bar, you know, over on the other partition, they were having they were starting up a trivia thing. You know, they're like, Hey, we're gonna do trivia, you know, it's free to play. Come on over with your inebriated minds and try to figure out uh stuff about the 70s. But um, we kind of ignored that one because I, I hate trivia, I'm not good at it. And uh, I, was, I was like, hey, let's do kids and Trivia. And the kids are like, What's that mean? What's trivia? And I'm like, it's questions. And okay. And so I, I answered him each a question and, and I said, you know, who Fli- Jay, you go first. Jay's five. You go first. Wh- fill in the blank. Um oh no, no, I didn't say fill in the blank. I asked them both, actually, and they, they get to raise their hand. I said, How old is um is Big Bird? And Jenna's like thinking, hmm she thought what I did. She thought he was grown, so she said some old age, and Jay Jay said six, or no, he said preschool, preschool because he knows and 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 he's right. Big Bird is preschool, so one point for Jay. Big Bird is a preschool student. Um, number two. I uh, was that was Jenna, so Jay got it because she got it wrong. So next, next one went to Jay. Jay spelled red, R-E-D. You know, he's thrilled he can spell. Jenna is immediately very suspicious that this is slanted in his favor, and she would be right. But the next thing I asked, I said, Jenna, the invisible line that goes around the Earth is called what? I didn't ask her to spell it, and she said the equator. Absolutely, yay! And I said, Jay. Um your question what is a mammal with hair with a beak like a duck and um a tail like a otter or, a, or whatever and he couldn't think of it he knew but he couldn't think and Jenna got that one platypus and i wa- i wanted him to say that because he says platypus really funny he says platypus and it's the way we all should say platypus, because it is just amazing. Platypus, platypus, it flows. It just sounds amazing, and it's hilariously funny, and it's unique to Jay. So platypus, feel free to use that wherever you go. Um, so Jenna got that one. I'm not keeping score, but in real life, they were even. Steven. Stephen. I asked a trick question next. I said, Adam and Eve's last name is, and um, nobody knew it. They both said they called it. It was a trick question. I was like, okay, fine. So then I said, this one's the last one. It's open to both of you. Jenna has a trick question in her head. So I said, Jay is a, you know, my son Jay. Jay is a blank. And Jenna says, dog. And Jay says, "Um, son. <laughs> and I said, yes Jay you win and the deal was that they won a dollar so I pulled a dollar out and I gave it to Jenna and and Jenna just withers up she's mad she's hot she never gets like this she lost and she even told us I lost to my brother I'm like but Jenna you said dog (laughs) you said he was a dog he's not a dog I thought it was gonna be a trick question even so how is dog gonna be right even as a joke and she really got upset about it, and Jay was thrilled. He did not rub it in to his credit, but I'm telling you, he took that dollar and put it in his—I mean, days later, a couple of days later—put it in his 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 uh, backpack to take on the cruise. That's how much this thing meant to him. And um, but Jenna, Jenna, later on, I had to set settle, settle her down there while she was going to bed. I was like, "Sweetheart, you answered with a joke. You know, it's not like I asked you." You know, the circle around the earth, what is it? And Jay said the equator, and you didn't know. I said, that's when you need to feel like you're feeling now. But you said Jay was a dog. But we did have quite a bit of fun before that, kind of rubbing it in. And I started yelling at Jay like he was our dog. And I was like, Jay, um, go ring the bell if you need to go out. Jay, sit. Stay. And, oh, it was just hilarious, and Jenna did not like it. So... But that's what we do. We tease our children. That's what they're for. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Wednesday, day three, I got a comment. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This is it. I'll just read it. Comment on Facebook about the Bible Stuff article, The Man Whose Wife Lost Several Children in Late-Term Miscarriages. Yes. That was Wednesday, and it was powerful. It was awesome, and I loved the way I didn't understand, I didn't get it at first. I didn't really fully. I was just kind of just awesomeified at first, and then I realized the circumstances behind it, and then boom, it hit me full force. And by the way, many of you are reaching out, and you are hitting me up on Facebook uh, through private messaging. You're you're emailing me, and uh, you're sharing your your own stories, your struggles with depression, or your spouse's struggles with depression. And I just want to say. That I am very cool with that. I'm very cool with that. So many of you apologize. You're like, you don't know me from Adam, but... Or, sorry to bother I'm sure you get this all the time, but... And you know what? Maybe it'll be that one day. But right now, it's not. Um I'm a dude just like you. I just happen to have a few hundred dollars worth of mic equipment that it took me six years to, <laughs> to save up for. Um And that's it. I just have a show... And, and, you know, that's the only thing that separates us. We, I know it seems like there may be something to me because of that, but I'm just a dude. And if you and I can have an online conversation, I'm not where I want to take phone calls yet. I'm sorry. I may never be there. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's too nervous. I'm too, I'm still recovering. As I say. I still take a handful of pills every flipping day, but, um, but chatting, on, uh, on through uh, and not even chatting I mean like through conversations on email and stuff where I can sit and read it when I need to and write back when I need to and all that I'm cool with that if you think something like that'll help you you want to interact with some of the articles I've done or, or whatever and what have you do that you don't just have to um, be passive you can be interactive and 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 I'm not going to be able to solve your problems you know I'm not you know please don't stalk me. Um, don't hate me if we don't click, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, many of you have reached out and I just want to say thank you for doing that. Cause it, 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 uh, when I was doing nobody's listening, which was the clean comedy podcast, there was always a Christian undercurrent to it because I am a Christian. I'm a person. I was a pastor, you know, and, and stories would come up and here and there, but I was never overly like, yeah, I love Jesus. raw And casually every once in a while once every month or so somebody would write in and, and and they would we'd have this diatribe back and forth about god and about their convictions or their problems or whatever and i would always be like yeah all right i'm fine you know i'm doing something good for god but man since i've been doing mmd the responses have been huge and much more common and almost on a daily basis and uh, it's it's affirming it's like you know what i'm doing something that people still laugh at I'm still, I hope it's still funny here and there, um, but it's meaningful, and uh, people are still interacting and stuff like that, but it's it's helping their life, and that's, that's awesome. Because um, if there's one thing I'm dead set on, it's this. The crap that me and my family just went through this past year is going to amount to something. It's going to mean something. It, 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 it may have happened for no reason at all. Okay? I'm not a big purpose-driven person. I don't sit around and think, oh, God has a great reason for this. And, and he may. He probably does. I just don't, like I said, sit around and just get a lot of comfort from stuff like that. It happened. It sucked rocks. It was horrible. And I'm not thankful for it. I'm thankful for being out of it. Okay, So there's where I'm at. Um, so I'm determined... By God, that something good is going to come of it. That when we look back, we're going to say our life was better because of the hell we went through. So, there we go. By the way, Wednesday, day three, my book was at 8,500 words. And that apparently made my day back then. Now it's crazy because it's like almost three times that, you know. So, that's cool. Thursday was not a good day. (laughs) That was day four. (laughs) I didn't write anything down. Um, I wished I had, cause, but I remember it. It was not a great day, and it was not a day that I really made anything great happen. I was just miserable. I don't know what it was. Um, oh, oh, we were on the boat, yeah. And Jen had been sick. We we went on this on this cruise. You know, it was a it was a Disney cruise. I didn't tell anybody because I didn't I didn't want anybody to break into my house or something. Who knows? Who knows who would do what? But anyway. We went on this cruise. We got a good deal on it. Florida discount. You know, they just redid the boat, so they're trying to get people on it. And and so we went. And uh, and and Thursday was like the first full day, I want to say. And uh, Jen got really uh no no it was the day before no 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 it was the day before it just day sucked okay so there we go friday day five um i we dropped off the dog this was the day we were heading to the cruise um we dropped off the dog at the at the vet and took a ton of time they had to check him out make sure he didn't have scabies or whatever and um as he was walking away and went through the door i i made a little sound, sound. it sounded a lot better than that it was more like and uh both the kids, I mean, they dropped their mom's hand and then whipped around and were like they were gonna run back to the dog and and I said, No, no, it was me, it was me and Jenna's like, Oh and uh, I was happy. <laughs> Some of you guys I know you're you're just appalled that I torture my children, but um they they have grown a thick skin as a result and uh Jay and Jenna both, but especially Jay they're gonna be starting to get me back, and if you hang with the program here, and if it keeps going, you will see justice served. I have a feeling. So, I'll tell you what else made my my day. I wrote it down. Seeing our stateroom. All right, they call them staterooms on on there um, instead of rooms that people drown in in Titanic, because they are tiny. They're tiny little rooms made of metal, and they're down. We were down into the. We were the front right room. Like the closest to the I I the uh, what am I trying to say the closest to the iceberg you could have gotten if you'd been on Titanic you remember how because it scraped down the right hand side and the, the, the it dug in you know I don't know if you've read books like I have but there's you know just dug in underneath and um, we would have been the first to go we'd have been the first to drown um, where we were at. But we did have a big old window and, and you could see the waves coming off the front of the ship, you know, and crashing around and kind of made you sick and everything. But um, it was awesome. Seeing the room was really great. It was just really, it was done up good. If you want to see what a, what a Disney cruise stateroom looks like, get on and look up the Magic. That's what the name of the boat was called. And, uh, and, and, and look for the deluxe suite stateroom with ocean view. And uh, because that was the Florida discount perk that we got is we got an upgrade, you know, so sounds fancy. Um, Lunch was awesome. We got to eat on the boat and it was um, a it was a full on um, buffet, but it wasn't like a ghetto buffet because I love ghetto buffet. I go to I would love I love Hong Kong buffets. I love Chinese buffets. I love Golden Corral buffets, but let's face it, those are ghetto buffets. They got gross stuff on them sometimes. They got stuff that's kind of warm that ought to be hot, and they got stuff that's kind of warm that ought to be cold. This one was nice. It had good food on it. It was great, and we were starving. Then, um, later that night, we got to drop the kids off at this little thing that they do on the boat. It's a... Uh, it's just like a kids club you drop them off it's, it's sneaky it's called you know it's called something fancy but really is it's disney quality daycare for your children and the kids don't realize it cuz it's awesome i mean they're having um avengers academy and 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 toy story uh, boot camp and all this. I mean, just amazing activities they're doing with these kids with the costume characters and Mickey comes in and says hello and they've got lab stuff they're doing. They've got light tables. You artists out there know what that is where they can trace stuff and make animation and, and they can draw stuff on computers and they can play Where's My Water and you know all this kind of stuff. It's amazing. And while they're doing that, we went to a movie on the, on the boat. First cruise, by the way. Um, and had a theater. And we went and watched uh, Saving Mr. Banks. And um, I had to leave early to go get the kids. Because, you know, the movie's long. And they closed up. But Jen got to see the rest of it. And that's a good movie. It's a good movie. But they had uh, Frozen. And they had Saving Mr. Banks. And they had a Thor 2. You know, Dark Continent or whatever it was. I don't know. I just saw it. So, it was awesome. Um... One of the special things I did on the on the cruise, for the cruise, is I got on Amazon.com and I bought a big old giant sleeve of 100 of those like six to eight inch glow bracelets. Necklace, yeah, bracelets, not necklaces. The ones that you crack open and, you know, they sell them at Busch Gardens at night as you're leaving, you know, and there's like, they cost 500 bucks. Well, you could buy a hundred of those jokers with the little class for, I want to say, 16 to... $19. So I did it. And I'm like, dude, my kids are going to have glow bracelets as we walk around in the dark on the boat at night. And it'll be just awesome. Because you know they'll probably have some for sale anyway. Well, guess what? They didn't. And my kids were awesome. They had glow bracelets. And, and we wore them into the dinners every night that you know had the, had the lower light levels and everything. And the kids were happy. And I was happy. And they just thought it was awesome. And I, I even wore one too. So... That was cool. And we have about 97 of them left. No, I probably have about 80 of them. Uh, oh, I went online because um, I'm not much of a planner when it comes to family vacations. So I – but at the same time, you've heard me say, I feel like I owe my family some makeup time. So – what I do is I try to enhance the situation. I'm not the one that planned the cruise. I didn't do all the paperwork for it. My wife did all that. But what I did do is I got online, did a bunch of research, found out about stuff that people wish they knew on first-time cruises, specifically even Disney cruises. And I found out all these little tricks and things. And um, one of the ones things that I found, as they said, you know, bring clothespins. They're a good idea. And Jen went and bought clothespins. I didn't even buy them. I just had the, I, you know, wrote up her list. And, um, this, on this day, day number five, we had, we, I guess we'd been swimming and she said that the clothespins were a good idea. Cause before I'll tell you why it matters. She was very suspicious. She was very, you know, cause she's looking over the list. She's like, I don't think we need clothespins. You know, we could just hang the wet suits over the line. Cause I told her it had one of those pullout lines in the bathroom like to do. And, uh, she's like, oh, no, 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 this is awesome because she's pinning them up and they're not hanging over halfway and they're drying faster and they're staying out of the way, and it was awesome. And I got points. Yay! And, you know, again, why is that a big deal? I'll tell you why in case you didn't know. I was depressed for a long, long time, and I was taking from the family. I was sucking the life out of them. I didn't want to be, but just being sad all the time was and um, so anytime I'm contributing and making things happy, it is a blessing to me. Saturday, day six, we got to watch Frozen with the kids. We'd seen it already. We'd paid money. This time it was free. And it was so fun. The only thing bad about it, uh, well, let me say what was good. What was good is we got to sit up in the near the front. But the theater was so small. It was very decorated and very cool. But it was so small that the seats were very vaulted. You know what I'm talking about? Like each row Like, my head was even with the feet of the people behind me. So, even if some giant giraffe sat down in front of you, giraffe lady with a big head, you still would be able to see over her. So, that was cool. But, for some reason, it was subtitled. And I know that was probably because somebody in there needed it to be subtitled. And so, I'm sorry I'm insensitive and horrible, but subtitles are annoying. But, uh, it was really good. Anywho. And it was good to be able to see some of the text because sometimes you can't catch it all. So I was like, you know what, James, get off your butt and enjoy the subtitles, you know. But what was really funny is there were kids, a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot more kids than would be normal, and they were actually being pretty good because the movie's awesome. If you haven't seen it, please do. It's a requirement of the show. Uh, but this one kid, you know, would just kind of call out every once in a while. But one time, man, he hit it on the head, and and. Uh, here is a spoiler alert warning. Fast forward at about 10 seconds and I'll be done. But um, there at the end, you know, if you've seen it, where the girl reaches up and she stops the sword and she freezes and then the girl's hugging her Anna, I think, is no, Anna is the one that's frozen and Claire, or whatever the flipper name is, is hugging her. And it's so sad. Everybody in the theater was so quiet and this one kid goes, Anna's dead! And it was so hilarious because he was like two, and you know he said Anna, which is a name no two-year-old has ever said in history, and it was just awesome. So I hope that translated because if it didn't, you just had to be there and you weren't. <laughs> uh, so Jen also said on on day two that the cheap waterproof watches that I bought were a good idea because I read that you want waterproof watches, and we didn't have any. So I got on Amazon.com, and I got the cheapest, little, dinkiest Casio 1990, you know, or I'm sorry, 1985 watches that you could get that were waterproof, and I bought one for each of us. She even said, I don't think I'll wear it, blah, blah, blah. She saw it. It was black and tiny. I am definitely not going to wear it. Dude, by the time we were out there doing the stuff on the island, they have their own private island and you're swimming and snorkeling and and all around the seawater and everything. She was absolutely thrilled to have a watch on her. And uh, she said so. So, yay! And, you know, most husbands, and and probably it sounds like I'm like, yeah, I I got one over on my wife. And maybe there is a little bit of that because us guys aren't very right very often. So, yeah, maybe so. But mostly, and I can be honest about this, it's just thrilling that um, I was able to do something for the cruise that she appreciated. And it worked out. Because, believe me, I would have heard about it had it not and had the money had been had wasted had so so uh then the next thing that happened that was cool remember i said i like to enhance things i had looked online and found out that on night number one or two yeah night number two we had three nights so night number two was pirate night for some reason and pirate night at the end of the i'll tell you the end of the story first Pirate Night sucked. Okay. Pirate Night was a bunch of people dance on a stage to some music and everybody was dressed up as pirates. That or uh, some people were. The rest of us, you know, weren't. I didn't go. I was tired, I had a headache. My family went. And and so the first part though is that the they'd heard about this Pirate Night and Jenna's like, but we gotta have all of the And I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. And uh, so I had gotten online previously. <laughs> along with the watches, and I had bought two cheap, dinky little f- foam split in half, one step up from cardboard, pirate hats, and I'd gotten them each a little cloth patch and a little plastic uh, ear ear thing, earring. There you go. Uh, and Jenna's was pink, and his was black. It was very special and very awesome. And they were so excited when I popped that stuff out because they were like, yay! And I had to tell them why. I had to say because when I was a kid, <laughs> it was Halloween and my mom didn't believe in Halloween all of a sudden. And every, all the kids were dressed up and I got out of the car and I saw it and I felt so stupid and felt so poor and so just dumb. And I tried to get back in the car and she said, get of car. And so I went in and everybody back then, costumes were in a box with a clear front. And it had a plastic mask with a rubber band and a piece of plastic shirt. So there wasn't even all this stuff to it. It was just whatever it was. And so the Casper or, or or you know, uh, Fred Flintstone or whatever. I didn't even have that because uh, it was of the devil all of a sudden. And so I had shorts and T-shirt on just naturally that day. And the kids said, well, what are you? You know, not have to And I was like, I'm Charlie Brown. And they was like, no, 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 no. But they had their doubts. They could tell because maybe it was Charlie Brown. And uh, so I was like, dadgummit, my kids are not <laughs> going to show up at the pirate party that ended up sucking um, and not have a pirate costume. So I spent five bucks total, I think, and 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 saved the day. So whatever. Um, fast forward to yesterday. I went ahead and dropped this one in. Um, there's a guy named Doug Naple. If you don't know that, you probably do know him. You probably just don't know you know him. He created Earthworm Gem. And the video game and the television show. He did a show called Cat Scratch on Nickelodeon. He's done books through Scholastic, uh, Tommy Source Rex, uh, Ghostopolis. He also did a, 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 a claymation video game called The Neverhood, and he's doing one, a new one in the same style. I can't remember the name of it, but he got fully funded and all this stuff. He's awesome guy, Christian guy, uh, pretty outspoken. And a, um, a personal friend of a friend of mine that does Axe Cop bear Armageddon called Ethan Nicole. Well, anyway, so I know him. I've eaten dinner with him once. I You know, I know uh, about him. I've read his books. I've followed him. I've friended him. I follow his stuff in tweets and things. And uh, long story short, I put something up somewhere, and he favored it. He favorited it. And it was awesome. I was just like, yay! It made my day because somebody – cool that I like and think, you know, the world of from a distance liked and, and appreciated something I had said. So then I, I posted about that. I'm like, yeah, I just said something effective, uh, you know, it makes your day when Doug to creator of all this stuff likes your stuff. And then he favorited that. And so I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I can't ever bother him again. <laughs> cause I've used up all of his famousness, you know, that any, cause famousness is for everybody. And, and you only have so much of it per person. And um, he, I've used up all my famousness with him. I can't email him or contact him or ever do anything that gets his attention now because I've used up all his famousness. Like, like if you ever see somebody famous at a restaurant and you ask them for a, 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 a picture and an autograph and they do it, then you're done with that person. You cannot bother them again in my world anyway. You've used up their famousness. So I've used up Doug Tenable's famousness. Sunday, day seven. We went snorkeling. I went snorkeling for the first time in my life and with my daughter. My son kind of chickened out. He's five. He can he can do that. But it was mostly because it was butt cold. And we just he's got a weird shaped head. We couldn't get the stuff on his head right. And the water kept getting in, and it was just too much. But me and Jenna went out and they have they have jury rigged the snorkeling area of this private island. There's little red buoys out there, and you go swim up to them and there's cool stuff underneath it you know i don't know if anybody else does it this way but there's mickey stuff and there's a there's a boat down there and and there's all these different cool things you know that look like pirates of the caribbean ish type stuff and once i got through with the freezing cold and if you've ever been snorkeling once i got over the panic of being vertical or you know horizontal with my head underwater and i felt like i was going to drown but i wasn't you know it was awesome me and her went together and i had bought a plastic pouch with a zip thing on the top of it to put my iPhone in. And it was a little bit of a risk, but I did it. And I was able to take video underwater and photos of my daughter and the stuff we got to see and the fish. And there is a video that is accidentally very hilarious. I even laugh at myself. Where the fish first come to me, and I don't like them. I don't like slimy things. I did eventually get used to them, but in this video, I definitely reacted um, to a fish that was close And then a fish that was really freaking close. (laughs) So look for that. I'll, I'll have a link to it in the show notes if I can think about it on, on YouTube, but otherwise look up NLCast on YouTube and it'll probably be there. Um, uh, so we we did that, and we had the snorkel equipment, took pictures underwater. Then we got to go do a stingray encounter, and and this was really neat. This was something that I enhanced the trip with. My wife was happy just to go to the island to do some stuff, and I started reading. I'm like, you know what, Dad? Gummit, spend a little tiny bit more, and and get to you know a, an hour. Mike rental the snorkel equipment all day and let's go touch and swim with and feed some stingrays dadgummit we're going to the flipping bahamas we might as well do something so i did it and um and and it was awesome even my son got brave even i got brave i do scream like a girl um or sing actually i kind of sing like a girl like like uh it sounds like a little bit of a michael jackson type thing uh, when I put my hand underneath and the vacuum that is a stingray's mouth slurped up the the uh, the, the gunk that they had me feed him it was it was it was definitely awesome and then but when we went out, um, Jay actually, I made him. I made him get brave on this one, and me and him swam around and looked at stingrays. And then Jen and I got to go because last time Jay chickened out, so Jen didn't get to go with me. It was just me and Jenna. But me and Jen got to swim around, and then me and Jenna and Jen got to do it. But uh, there was the. It was that thing you see on TV where the stingrays are underneath the sand. And then I would kind of kick my feet to kick water at them. I would never harm a stingray. I just want him to move. And he did. And he he did that big flying underwater thing with the the sand spiraling out behind him. And my wife was so thrilled that we did that. She said the stingray encounter was a good idea. So I'm like, yeah. All right. And um, every night on the trip, One of the favorite things um, was that they had a full-on production, a uh, one-hour Broadway-style musical production. And the last one was called Dreams, and it was really, really good. Spoiler alert, if you're ever going to see it, come back in 15 seconds. It'll be over but it's just this deal where they lead up to this girl who wants to fly and she goes through all these different things and at the very end I knew, you know, what it was going to do, she was going to fly, but she did and tears hit my eyes and it was just it was just awesome. It was it was a childhood childlike faith thing and a terrible message for kids. I mean, if you have enough Disney stuff and if you believe with all your heart, you can jump off a roof and fly. But um, aside from that, uh, it was it was just really really neat. I'm always impressed by creativity and and good production, the set, the lighting, the acting, and all that. And what was the best uh, at the end of that night, about ten o'clock, they op- they opened up the main level, the main floor. Um, and, and brought out all the characters that had played all the significant characters that had played in the plays over the last few nights, along with some Disney characters. So goofy and Mickey and Donald and Jack Sparrow and all this, but also, you know, the guy that played scar and the guy that played the fairy godfather, the evil fairy godfather in the first night, you know? And, um, we, we, I had, I had bought the kids on Amazon, super cheap, a couple of Disney, um, Al autograph books and uh so they were walking around getting to get autographs and and we got the lady that sung the lion king song and we got you know goofy and all these kinds of things and and so it was just really really cool and um and after they had to go, you know, they uh, they got up on the up on the the uh, they called every, all the characters back together, and they put them up on the big spiral staircase, and then they all we all sang uh, the M I C. Now it's time to say goodbye. You know, we did it real and slow, and and my, and my kids don't know it, so I sang it and I smiled, and I had flashbacks to watching reruns of Mickey Mouse Club and the '90s re, re, revival. And then they all leave, and all that's there are people vacuuming up pixie dust off the floor, some confetti that they'd thrown down, and the man with the plan back there playing the baby grand piano, playing the Disney hits, Cruella De Vil, and all this kind of stuff. And I realized he had been there all, you know, the whole time, every day, playing that piano in that lobby. And I had the kids there, and I was like, guys, let's go get his autograph. I bet that would make him very, I bet nobody has ever asked him for his autograph. And so he was playing, and we waited. We just stood there, and he, he wasn't looking, you know. And then he finished, and I said, guys, go. And they walked forward, and, and I didn't know if he would b- blow him off or not. Like, you know, i got to play. They pay me to play. You know, but, but he was just this older dude. He had the cool hat, you know, like he could just pick up a saxophone and still be cool, you know, kind of guy and uh he goes oh, oh, oh. and he just melted the big grin on his face i'm like yeah they'd love to have your autograph you're the you're the guy that's been playing all these good songs and stuff for all the characters and everything and and man he took i want to say a good 5 to 8 minutes writing out not only, you know, he he talked to him, what's your name? You know, and, and and he made sure to put the piano man down at the bottom with in quotes so they would know who he was. And then we took a picture with him, and I was like, you know what, dad gummit? Um we made his day. And that's when it hit me that it's time to move the MMD concept to the next level for me. And I'm not gonna promise that I'm gonna be great at it. But it's going to be a goal. Is I is, This thing started as an exercise in looking for the things that made every day worthwhile when so many days before weren't. And looking for the positive. And I hope that in some way it's inspired you too. But now, it's got to be more than just about me. And I want to also, every day, try to make somebody else's day too. And so maybe you notice that sprinkled in throughout all the things, of the things I got to do for my wife. I'm not always going to go out and save some homeless dude. I actually take more off than I actually help. It's the truth. Um, honestly, I don't care for their stories. <laughs> Just tell me what you want. I don't want to get drunk. I got more respect for that than, uh, the, than the fact that your car is around the corner that you don't own. But but uh, I'm going to really, you know, try Really hard. In one of my articles, I say I talk about trying to help people and and how, you know, especially minorities. And it's like, how do you help people that are less fortunate than you? And and I and I kind of liken it to having a car full of umbrellas, because in the past I've I've had a car full of umbrellas. And when you do, you you go out of your way and you always are driving around thinking, how can I use these umbrellas in day to day life? And when it's raining, especially and you see someone on the side of the road that's in the rain for the bus stop, you stop and you give them an umbrella and you wouldn't normally do that because you wouldn't normally have an umbrella. You might not even think about it because you didn't have an umbrella. You wouldn't even have thought you wouldn't even feel guilty about not thinking about it. You would have never even come close. All that to say that when you have it in your heart, the concept, the idea, the, the hope, the the will to do something for others, it's like a car full of umbrellas. And maybe just maybe, if you're looking for it, you'll find a way to help to make somebody's day. And so I don't really go a lot of places right now. I go pick up my kids. I I take I drop them off in the morning. I pick them up in the afternoon. I go to, to take them here and there once in a while. I do my best in traffic to let people in, to be kind. I really do. Um, but I'm going to try to go to, to the next level and try to make someone's day. Like I said, I'm not going to tie myself down to it because that would be, that would be confining. That would be at this point in my life detrimental, but, um, it is a goal. And I, and I hope that you too can say that, um, that your life benefits others. Um, because my life didn't always, my life here lately, you know, the last few months, whatever, up till about 12 weeks ago, um, I was in a state where I was draining people. I needed to take more than I could give. Um, so it's time to reverse that. So if nothing else, dude, I we made Piano Man's day that day. And it was awesome. Uh, one thing that made my day the next morning, um, we had to go by um, the play place. And they have these little bands that the kids have to wear that they're not supposed to be able to get off. But my kids figured out how to do it. And they have these washer these hand washers. Like the kids have to do them. They have to stick their hands in these little tubes, and, the, and these little jets come out. And I was so jealous the whole time. I wanted to try it so bad. And I was like, I gotta get in there. And so they let us through to get the kids and the stuff and the things. And I shoved my hands in. I'm like, they can't stop me now. And the and the things turned on, and it felt so awesome. And it spun around. And There was some sort of little cleanser in it too. You could just tell. And it was so great. I want one. It was so neat looking. Look them up online. Little automatic hand washers for kids. They have two little blue tubes. It it looks like something you'd put your feet in if you were getting a pedophile. I mean, (laughs) it's on everyone's shopping list this year. Um, no, the uh, a pedicure. It's like something you'd stick your feet in if you didn't have feet. If you just had nubs and you were sticking them down in there. That's what it kind of looks like. You'd have to be sitting up high on one of those pedicure, pedophile seats. But anyway, oh, goodness. Uh, let me jump into this. We've got a lot of MMDs from you guys. John from New Jersey says, First, good to have you back, Podcasting James. We all missed you. My MMD moment. I'm a school crossing guard at a very busy intersection here in town. Every once in a while, A parent will roll down their window and call out, you're doing a fantastic job, and gives me the thumbs up, makes it all worthwhile. That's awesome. That is very good. It's very good because, man, people in car line can be very self-centered. People in any kind of line, you know, airport line, car line, but uh, I'm glad. Glad they're doing that for you. Ten or so years ago, there was an amazing video game I used to play with my friends when I was really young, The Toy Story 2 action game. See, you made me feel old, Mr. Isaac. Do you know I got married the year before... No, the year after the first movie came out, 1996. So, anyway... So he's talking about nostalgia here. But anyway, the Toy Story 2 action game where you play as Buzz Lightyear and go on a bunch of missions and challenges. It's the definition of nostalgia for me. But I had forgotten about it for a while, that is, until I was browsing the PlayStation 1 Classic section, the online store of my new PlayStation Vita. I hope I said that right where it is available for download. Getting to play that game and relive the memories of myself with old friends spending hours playing it totally made my day. Thanks for letting me share, Isaac. Yeah, man, I'm glad you enjoyed that. A lot of times with my generation, like I'm going back and playing my, uh, Super Mario Brothers, the original, and um, it's harder than I remember. I am worse at it than I was, and I cannot beat it. I know. I still remember all the secrets, the the warp levels, the little little uh, you know, uh, the little vine that goes up to get you to Cloud City and all this. Still can't beat it. Not anymore. Hey, James, it's Dan, also known as Dr. Louis from Nobody's Listening Days. After about four or five years of struggling financially, workling, workling, working multiple jobs one at a time, getting laid off from jobs, and trying to maintain a marriage and raising two kids, I have finally landed a great job with excellent, excellent pay and normal hours so I can spend time with the family So I've landed a great job, but what really actually made my day was that just after working there for only three months, I have already received my first promotion. Awesome! Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, he says, also, James, I'm so glad that you're back doing what you love to do and that you have been so blessed with a family that has stuck with you while you were traveling through the deep, dark valley you were going through. I know you would do the same for them. Welcome back, and God bless, Dan. Well, that's nice, Dan. I appreciate that, that sentiment. I don't know that I would have done the same for them. I'm just kidding. Of course I would. My goodness. I would not have done it as well as my wife did, though. I guarantee you that. I work in door-to-door sales. Even though I live in South Carolina, in the winter it can get pretty cold out. I'm used to dealing with very angry house owners, slam doors, and irrational threats to call the police. I understand the first two, but not the last. However, tonight a woman invited me inside and offered to make me hot chocolate. I would see, I would be very nervous about that. As I left her house with a smile, it occurred to me that while I had made a sale, she had made my day, Matthew. So Matthew, that is awesome. Love it. I'm glad that worked out for you, man. I've never met anybody that actually does that. And, and I always try to be nice to those guys, but they're they're so Persistent, I have to say, look, you're taking advantage of me being kind. I'm going to close the door. Josh says, I hope you had an amazing week. I definitely did. My MMD happened last night, Thursday, after a school dance. I was walking my date to her house. When we reached the door, she suddenly turned around and gave me a quick peck on the lips. I stood there shocked. She winked and said, thanks for the amazing night. And now I have this grin Plastered on my face since then. Best regards, Josh. That is awesome. I love it, and that is why I loved. Um, I love early Taylor Swift music. Now she's all bitter and she's been beat up by love. But back in the day, she celebrated the simple things like that, and um, that is awesome. That is awesome. Congratulations, and uh, it still feels that good. Uh, 18 years later, I'm telling you. It made my day when I went out to dinner with some friends I hadn't seen in a few months. It was nice to catch up and joke around together. That's from Janusz. It's always good to hook up with friends, especially friends that are low maintenance, and you can just pick up where you left off. It's awesome. Year, it could be years, and you're just good. Love that. My MMD is that I have a snow day tomorrow. <laughs> Smiley face. I just figured out that I was. I, I just figured it out, and I was dancing. When I read the email, um, apparently they were dancing before they read the email, and during, and as a result. It's below zero temperatures over here, and even though we now have to go a day into summer, who cares? Thanks, Rylan. So, Rylan is excited. I bet she updated her Tumblr. The sun, the glorious sun. After weeks on end, around the clock, thick, gloomy fog, we have Sun. It's in stark contrast to the previous one, where they were looking forward to it. This is from a grown person called Faye J, and she put a picture of the sun up on Facebook and tagged us in it. Feel free to do the same. We do have a Facebook page. Go to it, like us, and tag the tag the page with whatever major day. I'll I'll do the work of digging it out. I like it better when it's to my email, though. I'll be honest, but uh, but photos and stuff, man. When you're sharing them on, that's not to dig on Fay J. I'm just saying. I am so excited that you started podcasting again. I was a big fan of Nobody's Listening. My MMD is being able to put a smile on the faces of the people at a nursing home I work for. Elizabeth. Awesome. I'm glad you're doing that. I always feel so sad when I have to go in one of those places. And I hope that when it's my turn, if I go, that I will be funny. That could be funny and make other old people happy i was thinking about you and nobody's listening during some time away from home recently and i decided to see if you were up to anything upon my return it made my day to find that you were back at it doing a podcast about life again glad to hear you're back mother unit mother unit thank you for finding us i remember you you were in the chat rooms and you were a great fan sorry we missed you and I'm glad you're back. What makes my day is when I cook dinner and the satisfaction of seeing your family eating your creation is awesome. Great job with the podcast, James Fenton. Somehow or another, when I read this, I kind of think maybe he slipped something in there. Because he said, seeing your family eating your creation. That makes it sound like there's something in the science lab department that got put in the food. I don't know about you, but that's what it sounds to me, <laughs> Fenton. What made my day this week was finishing my... Sm- um, um. My semester of school, me and my three siblings are doing online school and that's a bit tough. Oh man, online school. What? I don't even want to hear that. It's hard. So I it was awesome when we finally missed, uh, finished our first semester of work. I felt free for about five minutes, which is about the time it took my online instructors to assign the new semester of work. Dun-dum-dum. Thanks for the awesome podcast, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. I, too, am considering doing some online schooling to continue my own education during this time of not being employed. So, we'll see how it goes. I am a little behind on listening to the podcast. She says, I just finished episode 8. I wanted to say thank you for your honesty and openness. I have been struggling with depression for most of my life and still haven't found true happiness. But I have survived. And you know what, girl? That is awesome. That is that is it's not good enough, obviously you know what i mean by that but it is darn good i have had those moments you've talked about when i feel like the world would be better off without me when i wish i could shut myself off from everything when i wanted to die unfortunately i still have those feelings sometimes but to hear encouragement from someone who truly understands you made my day god bless you and your family donna well, Donna, let me just build you up again and just say, when those, fate, when those feelings come, they are absolutely 100% false. Absolutely 100% false. They are fake, they are wrong, and they feel absolutely 100% true. And you've just got, this is, I don't know if I've said this on the show or not, forgive me, but this is where I really realized the idea of walking by faith and not by sight. It's a, it's a biblical concept that everybody's had to do at one point in another where where you just have to blindly believe something even when it absolutely feels stupid and untrue. And the truth is that every human being on this planet is it has value just because you're alive. The things that you do with your life obviously make your value to other people less or more. Uh, but but to God and to me, and to yourself, your value is, is every, I mean, it is, it is legitimate and real. And it doesn't change because of what you feel of yourself. So when I was in that situation, in those dark times when I wish I just wasn't, when I believed that my family, my friends, and everybody would be better off if I just didn't even exist, I just stupidly blindly like the Nez T commercials from back in the day just fell into this belief that I am just going to stupidly ascribe and believe the fact that I am worth something because I once believed it. Not because I believe it now, not because I think I'll actually be able to hold on to this belief for long, but I'm just going to believe it because I know it's going to keep me alive. And that's what my family really wants, even though I'm not convinced of that even. So again, you walk by faith, what you just choose to believe. Not by sight, not by what you feel, not by what you sense, not by you see with your eyes. You see yourself in that bed curled up, can't even get out of bed. Your skin's crawling. Your mind is lying to you. You don't know why you can't just snap out of it. You're so stupid. Why can't you change? Why can't you be there for your family, for your kids, for your spouse, for your friends, for your job? What the freak is wrong? Why can't you just change? Why isn't the medicine working? Why is it making me crazy? Why can't I sleep at the right times? All these millions and millions of things that are just stinking wrong. You don't go by that. Yeah, You don't ignore it. You look it square in the face and you say this one little tiny stupid thing that's not stupid at all is true. Is that I am worth something. So Donna you're worth something. And all of you Whether Even the ones of you that aren't depressed. (laughs) You don't have to be depressed to be worth something. Thank God. So all of you, you're all worth something. You're all valuable. And all of us have crap that's coming against us day-to-day telling us we don't matter. We're not worth anything. Even if it's just simple low self-esteem, which isn't so simple. All the way to the darkness, the exaggerated feelings of the deepest depressions. And then the, the real stuff stuff that you can trace back to you know I feel crappy because my husband just cheated on me or my kids just said they hated me or you know whatever your value doesn't come from them i believe it comes from god he created you with a plan and a purpose he has he has plans for you they may not be fun plans as i've found out but i do believe he has them so in closing Feel free to respond to anything that I have to say. But what's made your day recently? What's meant something special to you? I want to share your tiny wonderful moments with everyone who listens. Share your moments at mmdcast at gmail dot com. Obviously three or four sentences has the best chance. Visit us online at mmdcast.com dot com or on Facebook. Just look up made my day podcast. It'll be there. Follow us on Twitter at NLCast.com. You can like Made My Day Podcast on Facebook as well. Leave us an iTunes review. If you haven't yet, that would be very nice. And feel free to sponsor an episode for only five five bucks Five books at MMDCast.com. I feel like I ought to say something, but I, I talked so much there at the end. Um... But that's what's awesome about this one, about this show, is I can. God bless you guys. Peace out.